You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. And I'm your host, Ali Bunker. Um, and this week, we are Mattless, um, which means Matt is not here. For reasons unknown, running around a lot, apparently. Uh, I am joined by Aiden Bunker, though. I'm in Aiden's flat. Aiden, how are you? Um, I'm alright. Um, Matless isn't a an atlas. No. Uh, I should navigate around that. Or um, we're not lacking um, in rugs. Well, we are. There isn't one here, but we don't. You don't actually usually have a mat. So that's true. But uh, we just got. Good no thing mat. is, I'm not flatless. <laughs> that's good. Good point. Otherwise, we'd be outside right now. Mm. Um, we just don't have a mat. He's um, decided, in his infinite wisdom, to not show up for work. Which is not the case. He just said he's, he's, he's done he's it. Had lot on. He's had a lot on. He's uh, been busy boy. Don't know what, but he's been busy. <laughs> uh, so busy to even tell us. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, I've been busy, but I'm here. You know, <laughs> workhorse of the of the team. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm fine, really. Settling into life in Merc. Not in Amerk. Not in Amerk. You don't have one of those not, yet. Not, not yet. Um, but yeah, everything's all right. Good, good. So, wrestling. That's what our podcast is about. <laughs> Clash of Champions was uh, on Sunday night. One of the perhaps lesser lesser known, lesser looked forward to pay-per-views of the year. Um, but it had a... It's very much truly a B... B- B pay per view. Yeah. I mean, are there any C pay per views these days? Do you think the Saudi ones? <laughs> well, yeah, but say a C for corruption, <laughs> <laughs> or B if they're good ones. But then it's blood money. Well, um, yes. But anyway, yeah. So Clash of Champions came from Charlotte, North Carolina, I believe. Yeah, yeah it did. Uh, and there was a it's commonly referred to as Flair Country, but then also Horseman Country. And I thought, well, how many, how many people are this? place going to be taken over by I think that, uh, Rear Flair probably trademarked Flair Country now like he tried, tried to trademark everything else do you reckon seeing him on TV this week was their way of being like okay this lawsuit's done yeah maybe I don't know I don't know, I don't know why not. I don't know why they wouldn't have done that random five second backstage skit at Clash of Champions in Charlotte yeah that was a bit weird um, but yeah so uh, Clash of Champions was um the one night of the year, I hate that term, but it's one night of the year where all titles are defended, and actually it's it's true, they were. Um, I think 12 matches in total, was it? 11, but it depends if you include 24-7 or not. 11 matches If you total. do, then it would be 12. Yeah, 11 matches in total, every single title defended on the show. And the kickoff was a, um, a surprise, I didn't actually watch it. Um, but I feel like had I known that Cedric versus AJ was going to be on there, I, oh, probably... I thought you were going to talk about the cruiserweights. <laughs> well, <laughs> as a surprise on the pre-show, <laughs> but um, I'm probably might. No, I couldn't. I, I couldn't believe um, that AJ was on it. Yeah, if... I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. But at the same time, they spent a lot of time, invested a lot of screen time in Cedric Alexander recently. Yeah, and in AJ Styles, it was, obviously. It was strange because so Cedric's from North Carolina, so he got oh, is he? Yeah, so mm-hmm. he got a big pop like when his music actually hit for yeah. once, and then also when they announced he was from. Oh Charlotte. yeah, because usually he just gets no reaction. Yeah, um, but yeah, he came out, and then it took me a little while to register, and it was about five ten seconds. I was like, 
Oh shit, he's facing AJ. <laughs> AJ's on the pre-show. It's not That's what I texted. Any point in his career, is it? No, I can't think of any other time it would have. Um, but yeah, so you haven't seen the pre-show. No. So do you know anything about the match? Um, I well, from what I could hear on um, in comment on commentary over this week, was it Corey? I might be Tom Phillips who said it would be it wouldn't Michael be Tom. Cole. It was Corey. Was it Corey who basically said AJ dominated the match? Yeah, which isn't necessarily like. It was an odd one, because it was literally like four minutes, if that. Like it started. Yeah, oh, it, okay. it started. Um, AJ went running in, and um, Cedric hit a Mishinoku driver, another cool one. Yeah. Um, and then got an earful, and everyone was like, "This is the chance! This is the chance!" He rolled outside, and Cedric did a tope con hilo, or whatever it is, over the top. Uh, so that was cool. Um, rolled him inside, uh, did the handspring kick thing. Um, Got another near fall, and it was all right, right, settle down now, keep the pressure on, or whatever. Then they went out to the apron, and AJ hit a brain buster on the apron mm. to Cedric, which was fucking brutal. And then on the outside, on the mat, gave him a, star- a stars clash, mm. um, rolled him in. There was a bit of a um, bit of a uh, calf crusher that he didn't quite get the win with. Um, AJ rolled outside, hit the phenomenal forearm, then. Uh, picked him up for another Styles Clash in the ring and, and won. It. it was really, it was, it was odd, because massively cut back on time then. <laughs> yeah, four, four minutes fifty five is what it went apparently. Wow. Oh, they all seem to end in fives or zeros, but yeah, it would have been around then. So around five minutes. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was odd. Like it was fine, and then like the way it started out, and um, they didn't have a massive amount of time left on the pre-show. But there was a bit more time to maybe do something. Yeah. It was it was weird because it was like hometown guy got off to a really hot start and the crowd were well into it. Built him up. And then it was just like it was just which would make sense. Big move after big move from AJ. Mm. It wasn't there's was very little like filler. Um yeah, it was just a bit like, Oh that's the end of Cedric then. Yeah. And same again this week where it's like Cedric's gonna get some revenge. Oh no, more stars clashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cedric. At I don't the know if maybe the story is basically like, look, don't fuck with AJ. Maybe or AJ's just got that more, like, bit you, more. You might maybe get an upset on him like when he beat him last week or whatever. But the reality is, AJ Styles is considerably better than Cedric Alexander. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think Vince McMahon would probably agree with that. Um, so yeah, the, you mentioned the cruiserweights on the pre-show. Drew Gulak defended and well successfully defended his cruiserweight championship against. Um, Lince Dorado and is it Humberto or Umberto Carrillo? I think um, um, Umberto. Umberto. Um, and by all accounts, I heard this was a decent match. Um, nothing massively to write home about. It was fine. Um, it wasn't as good as the one with Akira Tozawa and Tony Nese a few months ago. No, not as good. Um, yeah, so it just felt like a little bit off. Um, and the ending was a little bit. No, there, there was basically a kind of a roll up from Gulak on Korea. Yeah, that's very kind it of was sloppy. a bit sloppy, wasn't it? Um, yeah, like it was fine as a match. The the crowd were initially quite in, like at the start they were kind of into it, and there was even a little bit of a ripple of it. This is awesome, John. But then after a couple of minutes, it was just dead till the end. <laughs> that's what she said. She's just. <laughs> 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 the crowd were very this lib- is awesome <laughs> but yeah um, just stick can't wait to stick on NXT 
Yeah, that's what I think. That's what they get them in full sale. Needs. Get them in full sale. Yeah, stick them on a takeover. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that would be. That's where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on from the pre-show then, so the opening match of the night was actually the Raw Tag Team Championships. Steph and Braun defending against newly formed Rudolph. Um, Rudolph getting the win. We we all predicted that, right? Yeah, we all did. Um, can anybody can anybody say with any real conviction that that a month ago they could ever have imagined Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler teaming and now being Raw Tag Team Champions? We could have said to say about seven brawls. <laughs> no, especially um, when there was word after SummerSlam that Dolph was done. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't seem to have anything for... We did a whole, like, ten minutes on it. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't have... Uh, we? They didn't seem to have anything for Robert Roode. I don't know why they've changed his name. Never, no explanation. Yeah. Oh, he's got a moustache now, by yeah, the way. Oh, and now he does. And now, now he's, he's back, back to normal. To Change his fucking name back. Bobby Roode sounds so much better. Uh, maybe um, that's a face name. Maybe. What, Bobby? Even though he was... A heel when he was in NXT, yeah. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, it was... My problem with this is just... Um, Seth and Braun winning the titles wasn't... It wasn't necessary for me. No. Because I don't like the whole. Uh, it seems whenever they have two faces that challenge, like face each other for the main title, they always have to do the whole tag team thing. Yeah, the odd couple. Yeah, and like I get it, they're like meant to be the best on the roster at that time, so it would make sense that they would be tag team champions. But why would they even like want to have tag team matches? Well, like, they always used to say a great team would beat two great individuals, mm. or a good team would beat two great individuals. Either. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they seem to do away with that now because just stick to any two random people together and just give them a title run. Yeah. Um, the problem that this caused for me is that the whole story going into the tonight for their for their world title match was what happens in the tag team championship match. So then when they lost the tag team titles, it was a bit like no, there's no build to the main. Yeah, match it doesn't really feel like a proper championship match. Yeah. Um, like there wasn't like a betrayal from either one of them it was just a little bit of a uh, malfunction at the junction <laughs> um, but yeah it was just like oh, just a bit of a mistake um, I'll have a match later on yeah <laughs> I mean I was quite interested um, but it was quite interesting to see that you know Rude and Ziggler got the pin clean they didn't cheat um, they pinned Robert Rude beat the Universal Champion yeah exactly clean <laughs> which is just unbelievable, really. <laughs> um, in less than 10 minutes as well. Um, what do we make of this match? I, I kind of... I'm not massively into Braun Strowman anymore, if I'm honest. I find his offence looks really weak and soft. It's which got, is not what Braun Strowman should be. It's got, current, it's got to the point where um, he's had more than enough title matches now. He just keeps losing clean. Yeah. So... I mean, he lost in Saudi Arabia via Baron Corbin being a dick. Yeah. But he's had many chances now. Hasn't won. So how long can you keep billing him as a monster? I know. Uh, I mean, he is a monster, but he's not a particularly successful one. <laughs> I think you could say that. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know. I'm bored of... So in every single Braun Strowman match, probably for the last six months, 
is done the run round the ring thing. Why don't they move that, that away? Well, yeah, firstly that. Secondly, you know, when he did it the first few times, I think to like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, maybe, or Bobby Lashley or whoever, it looked good. You know, it, it was great. But now it's massively overused. It doesn't look very good. He barely touched it's, it. It's all based on the sell. Yeah, and they don't, no one seems to sell it properly, like well anymore. I mean, they try, but. And he does it like three or four times now in a match. And, and then there's the run and posted himself on his shoulder. Every, Every single, single match. match it's, it's, it's such a, a typical big, big guy. Big man thing, yeah. Thing, yeah. Ooh, big, big beefy man runs no, into post. No brain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's always going dump my head. Yeah, to the but it, when is he ever hit with it? Like the only yeah. person who ever does that is Brock Lesnar, yeah. and he doesn't do a run up, exactly. so it gives you less chance to let them get away and yeah. also whack, whack your shoulder into the post. Exactly. Which, and to be fair, a lot of the time I look at that move and think, how does that, that not, did hurt? not hurt? Yeah, because it looks like a, a lot of them spe- like smash their shoulders in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Braun Strowman is going to get in a bit tiresome. I think he needs to go to SmackDown. As well, Just a change, yeah. I mean, he's been on Raw since the start of the the brand split, and yeah, it's just a bit fresh, fresher landscape of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I can see why he's on Raw. He's an attraction, but I just think some of that attraction has really waned for me over the last year. Really, I mean, they 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 failed him at certain key moments, and I think. Yeah, they didn't pull the trigger when they yeah. when he was at the height. Like his his twenty seventeen time against Brock Lesnar. That yeah. was the time. That was the time. Yeah, and it's um, a shame, but you know. Yeah, they just didn't. Maybe, maybe, maybe a move to SmackDown is what would be best for him. I think. And this, by the way, this article that I've got up here is why I never believe um, when people be like, "So in, this match is being advertised for this next pay per view by the the arena," hmm. because I've got an article here back from June saying that for 2019 Clash of Champions, the arena advertised WWE Champion Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler and Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. <laughs> that which, would have made people really angry back in June. <laughs> which is exactly the feuds we were getting yeah. in June. So they would have just taken the feuds we're getting now and stuck it there. So of course it was never going to happen. So whenever I see, oh, like for, for the first... Um, Smackdown on Fox, there's going to be a triple threat. Yeah. Kofi and Dolph and someone Smart else. Joe. Instead... We're getting Kofi, Kofi and Brock, Brock yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, moving on from that then. So, we, yeah, new Raw, new Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, Predictions-wise, sorry, just going back to predictions. Uh, I know Matt's not here to defend himself, but Matt did particularly poor. He didn't do great, did he? Well, he wasn't that up to, up to the, the halfway point, he did fine. Yeah, yeah. Just he just had a very poor second half. <laughs> very poor second half. Um, so we all predicted AJ Styles correctly. We all predicted Drew Kulak correctly. And we all predicted Rudolph or Zigood um, to win the Raw Tag Team Tiles, which I was surprised at because I thought I was being a little bit like... Rugler? <laughs> I thought I was being a little bit like uh, off the cuff, a little bit edgy with that one, but no. What with Rudolph? Yeah. It could not have been any more obvious. Well, I guess so. I don't know. Next up then was uh, surprisingly for me, Bailey versus Charlotte. There was a couple of surprises in this. Firstly, that it was on this position on the card. Secondly, how quick it was. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, I think that it being that length um, did more for the oh, story would... than if they just had a twenty-minute even 
good match. Yeah. It was just a bit odd, like Charlotte in her hometown. Usually, if WWE is anything to go by, you're in your hometown, you're not going to win. So uh, I was quite confident with my Bailey pred- prediction. But I just didn't think in four minutes she would beat Charlotte. Not clean, obviously, she used the turnbuckle, and that was the story. Um, but this just takes me back to something I said about two years ago about turnbuckles and women's, and women's matches. matches. <laughs> to be fair, at least the was pad was not this time, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is overdone. <laughs> fucking stay away from the turnbuckles, especially in Charlotte's at, matches. At least do it. I would have done it on the second one rather than the bottom one. Yeah. I'd have done it on that one. Um, slam Charlotte into it and then roll her up. Yeah. And maybe even have Bailey's feet on the ropes. Yeah. Extra um, cheating. But yeah, just reality is that's not going to keep Charlotte down for a free, is it? Because like, it was just a normal pin. Yeah. There wasn't anything, any particular effort or cheating or anything like that. She's just been there, so it was a bit... But I loved the, the running out. Yeah, Literally just like, not even looking back. Yeah. I mean, it was all... To be fair, that, that spot and, and the running bit as well, where it was all perfectly done like i didn't spot bailey doing it no um i don't I, even when i she did think her, something was, like, was up when i was with the turnbuckle what i did think something was up when i was like why is the referee keeping charlotte yeah. away for so long um to kind of a tell tell tale tell 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 sign that's what i was looking for tell tell tale <laughs> a tell sign tale um, busted why because I complimented Bailey. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you predicted her to win. I did, yeah. Um, that's well, how much you value come to why later. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a bit strange the match went short, but I guess it did kind of make sense. The ending was done well, and yeah, Bailey running out of the arena, like literally sprinting away, was. was well, I was good. anticipating her at least to just kind of turn around and stumble at the top, like yeah. she'd sit at the top for a bit, be like, "Hurry off, I fucking did it." Um, but I kind of liked. I also quite liked Charlotte's reaction. It was just kind of like, "Huh, fair play." Like, <laughs> that's how we're doing it, are we? Yeah. It wasn't like, "Hey, she fucked me over," oh, yeah. or like crying or anything like that. It was just like, "Huh, what a dick." Not crying is something new for Charlotte. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much sounds like you're feeling. I, was say, she, I bet she was thinking that. Like, Aiden was right. She was a bit of a twat. <laughs> Byron's um, now fully on board with me as well. There is Byron Saxton. Byron, yeah, Byron's fucking now. Typical Bailey. <laughs> oh, what's what we've come to expect from Bailey? <laughs> I love your Byron impression. Uh, I could never have told. <laughs> um, the revival, Raw Tag Team Revival versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day. This is where you came unstuck a little bit with your predictions. Um, and you kind of forgot about the injuries, didn't you? This is the first one to bat an eyelid, I guess. Is that a term? No. Well, it's an A term, but it's not the right one. I was the first one to blink. That's what yeah. I was going <laughs> It's literally just, the exact same thing. It's the same thing, you're right. <laughs> I showed my hand early. I don't know, fuck it. Blew um, your load. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, yeah, I just entirely forgot about... Not I forgot about... Xavier being injured, I just assumed that WWE would. <laughs> yeah, because that seems like the logical thing that they would do, right? It. Because he'd been off for about a month, so I assumed. Is it really that long? Yeah, it was before SummerSlam. I think. Nah. Yeah. Was it? 
think so. Because like New Day weren't even. No, they it wasn't before SummerSlam. It was the night after. Yeah. Um. So yeah, about four weeks ago. Um. See, so yeah, I just assume that oh, he's cleared now. I'll be back, hundred percent. No. Because I never get this. I never get this thing. Why they apparently get cleared and they're not hundred percent. Not hundred percent. Why are they being cleared? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they've managed to fight through the and physical. To be fair, I I couldn't think of a time they defended the title since they won them at Extreme Rules. I think it was, which is over two months. I couldn't ago even now. tell you who they won them from. They won them from Daniel Bryan and oh, Rowan, Rowan in a triple threat against Heavy Machinery. Ah, yes, they did. That there was a go. good match. Loved that match. Which was at... Um, oh, no, wait. Bryan and Rowan won that one. It must have been on SmackDown then. Yeah, on a SmackDown between Extreme Rules and SummerSlam. Yeah. But I can't think of a single time they defended it in more, way more than 30 days, so they should have been stripped of the time. <laughs> they must have done. But, yeah, I couldn't tell you when. Um... He's been injured for more than 30 days, so yes. can't, if you can't defend, get, get fucked. But um, what did we make of this match? I thought this one, um, again, all of the matches on the card, I guess because maybe other, with the exception of Bailey, Sasha, and um, Kofi, Randy. Bailey, Sasha? Bailey and uh, Becky and Sasha, sorry, and Kofi and Randy. They're all pretty short. Like, this was 10 minutes, which, you know. Longest up to that point. Semi decent, but you know, you think for a tag for a tag team title match between probably two of the premier tag teams they have. Where do you say by the way? Um, they you might give them a little bit more time, but ten minutes. I mean, they got everything they need to get get done done, and I like the the way the revival won the match by um, isolating Xavier Woods and keeping Biggie out, and then slapping on the reverse figure four or whatever it's the problem it was. with having nine matches on the main card really yeah um, and in what was again a three and a half hour show yeah um, but I actually really enjoyed this match I feel like now in the last kind of basically since since teaming with Randy um, the revival now feel like the revival of NXT to yeah, me definitely. in terms of the quality of the matches they're being allowed to put on they're not being treated as a joke um, which we very much fought at the start of the year. Like, I didn't personally think we would, but there were so many rumours and stuff at the start of the year. Going, oh, are we losing them to AEW yeah. and all that kind of stuff? Um, but the stuff with the Usos wasn't great outluring, was it? It, no. was, it wasn't looking great for them going forwards. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Um, fucking he- awful, awful bump from Big E. Where he was on the apron and like jumped into a clothesline and fell flat on his back on the floor, where it looked like he nearly hit his head on the steps. Oh, on the steps! Yeah, I remember that thinking. Has he hit his head on the steps? Because he sold it like he did. (laughs) I think he just was genuinely hurt because he just did. He jumped off the apron and did a flat back bump to the mat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that would fucking hurt. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I just thought it was really good match, and Xavier had a really good story to tell. which they capitalised on, and yeah, I I liked how it, how it ended the way it did. Yeah, I like I liked the way it ended. I just thought because like yeah, you could have done a shot machine, um, and then Corey being like, why why aren't they doing? Like, yeah. I've been I feel like an idiot. I've been yeah. singing their praises for so long, and they're fucking it up. Um, and then have like the crowd rally behind him trying to get to the ropes, and he just couldn't do it. Yeah, um, I think that was a more effective way to do it than just a chat machine one two three. I think so. Yeah, I think it worked well. I thought the match was was decent. I just I was looking for a little bit more, you know, between these two. You, you 
Yeah. This is the kind of match where in NXT they get 20 minutes and it would blow the roof off and the place. probably be second to last, you know. Well, there's, or well there's always first, yeah. yeah. The tag teams are always first. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, it would be the kind where if they had more time it would have been very much a show stealer but it was just a little bit lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and I guess they did what they could with the time. But I think it really speaks to the current quality of match uh, that we're getting on pay-per-views at the moment where it was still a very good match in my opinion um, and it was just another good match on a show full of pretty decent matches in my opinion I was going to say I slightly disagree with you there if you're honest um, I don't think I particularly massively enjoyed any of the matches on this card other than Sasha versus Becky well I and we'll get on to it in a minute, but I actually, and I didn't expect to enjoy it at all, enjoyed Shinsuke and The Miz. I thought they had a really good match. I didn't expect to. I thought that'd be a very dull affair. Yeah. I don't know, I just felt like there was something missing in-ring from this from this um, pay-per-view. It was, the match quality for me was a bit lower than pay-per-views we've seen recently. It felt quite um, limited, I guess. And I would imagine a lot of that was maybe just with time constraints in that. A lot of matches just didn't have enough time to build to get to the next level. Yeah. And the ones, or I suppose the one that did being Sasha and Becky, I thought was really good. Yeah, it was really good. No, we'll get on to that one in a bit. Because the next match up, sorry, uh, Revival winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, by the way. Making them the first team to win the NXT Raw and SmackDown. Yes, it does. Yeah, and they've only been around on the main roster for two years, right? Yeah. And, well, three maybe. Two and a bit. Two and a bit. And most of that was with um, Dash Wilder out wasn't it or was it Scott Dawson both both of them were out weren't they Um, at different times Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross teamed up to defend their women's tag team championships against Fire and Desire or as I like to call them Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville Um, or as I can't remember who it might be James Dino called them um, Fashion and Passion (laughs) Fashion and Passion Um, no not having that one sorry James (laughs) I think it's good. <laughs> oh, mate. And, um, yeah, I mean, this, what, what, how long did this one go? This was nine minutes, so pretty much the standard so far for most of the matches on the show. And it was okay. Yeah. I thought... I kind of was tempted to go for Mandy and Sonya in this one with my predictions, but um, I, I didn't in the end. Um, just because I thought, you know, Bliss Cross, there's a draft coming up. Bliss, you know, is better on her own, let's face it. And Nikki Cross could, you know, just shown that she can handle the spotlight a bit. And I thought maybe they might split them up in the future and the best way of doing that would have them lose. How weird would it be if they got drafted to different brands but were still the tag champions? I mean, because I'm not they're gonna lie. have to appear on both brands anyway, right? I'm gonna say I'm not gonna lie, that could probably happen. <laughs> so what are they gonna do with this draft? Are they gonna have the women's championships exclusive to one brand or I guess they must do, judging from the kind of speculation regarding how they're going to be rigid with it, because uh, Fox, Fox wants to keep their stars on mm. Fox or whatever. They don't want to be giving their commodities to USA or something like that. Yeah. Um, it surely isn't there. They should know what they're signing up to. Um, it's, such a, it's so weird to like. I guess this happened lots and lots over the like the, the past with WWE, but to have their two main shows on two rival networks. TV networks is 
because then interesting because they must make demands of the WWE or WWE must feel obligated to make the shows more even because in fact that has always been from the Fox's perspective you'd be like alright well um, if you want to put Smackdown on Fox then we want Brock Lesnar we want Randy Orton we want Roman Reigns we yeah. want Daniel Bryan whatever we want The Rock we want <laughs> um, but Good yeah then, then I think like next if there's say another draft next year do the networks get any input because because then like say Brock Lesnar's on Smackdown or something yeah. then they want to draft him to Raw but a Fox will be like whoa we Brock Lesnar's the biggest fucking draw. Like, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it is, but it is quite strange. It, it um, should just be, like, you, you've bought the you've rights bought to air. You've what we WWE. are airing. Like, <laughs> you, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Because it's not like... Well, I guess half the points they don't. They don't know what it's It's not like Sky Sports um, used to hold pretty much dominance over the Premier League games. Mm. And then, um, oh, you can, you can air... Yeah. Um, apparently highlights on BBC um, but you can't use any of the players <laughs> <laughs> or like with uh, it's like Sky basically saying to like Man City like you you're going to have to sign Ronaldo because you're on Sky now and the game's going to be on Sky and we want people to watch yeah. it, so you have to sign him. <laughs> it's, like, it's not really going to work which they can afford yeah of course they could um, hypothetically obviously that would, that would never happen um, but yeah I mean it's an interesting dynamic that WWE have got for themselves. I'm, I'm, personally, I think it's good because it would even out the two brands in terms of star power a little bit, which they've already kind of done. Well, obviously, with Brock on there now, but with Roman going to SmackDown, and well, that's kind of it, really. <laughs> but they got Daniel Bryan, and I mean, they lost AJ Styles. But I mean, for casual viewers, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, probably even to a certain extent, Kofi Kingston. Are, are draws to people um, or just the New Day as a whole well yeah New Day as a whole really I wonder yeah, I do just wonder whether this draft is going to be almost like a reversal of the A show B show dynamic that they've got obviously Raw's never going to be the B show but are they going down the route of giving Smackdown some of the stars from Raw and potentially weakening Raw's position not sure now's the time to make stars rather than only having f- like say three stars and having to split in between yeah just fucking make some new ones that's a good point yes you're right I um, think when when is the draft that's October the, the 3rd week I think before, it was the week before it goes on Fox isn't it no it's the Friday it's Friday and Monday so it's the second week it's, it's the October 18th then maybe it's the second week after it goes to Smack after it goes to Fox, I believe. Um, just because I'm thinking we could do an episode on, or like at least a, a um, section, a segment on. Um, Who goes where? Yeah, I think it's the 18th, Friday the 18th, and Monday the 21st of October. Is it? WWE Draft has its own wiki page. Everything's got its own wiki page. <laughs> Do you have your own wiki page? I did on the team wiki. <laughs> there you go. 2019. October 11th and 14th. 11th and 14th. Oh, okay. So, 18th, 11th is when it debuts, right? No, I think it's the 3rd. No, the 4th. Is that not AEW? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Wait. What did Paul Heyman say was... No, the 4th is Friday. 
Fucking hell, this is a mess. Why can't I fucking find... There you go, Smackdown on Fox. Is... Where? Why can't I find this information? 4th of October. That's when Smackdown's dead. Yeah, so it's the second week. Like. The second week. Yeah. So that, was, that was difficult to find. Because they're using... Like... Kai's, like, Brock and all that as the draws for the first week. And they're keeping the momentum going with the draft the next week. Rather than blowing all their load in one night. Hey. Um, so... Actually, we'll come on to it later because I want to carry on with the Clash of Champions stuff. So I was going to ask you a question, but I'll ask it later. Uh, Alex Blissnick, of course, defeated Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. Not much to write home about. What with. a segue that was. <laughs> Not a segue, what a, a tangent. Yeah. Even. They uh, defeated Fire and Desire, uh, defending Fresh their <laughs> defending their titles. Uh, again, I thought the match was all right. It was average. Move on. Have you seen Mandy Rose um, on the cover of Maxim magazine? No. Lately. Um all I'll say is a uh, very good show. <laughs> very, very good show. Moving on from that then, Shinsuke Nakamura, with Sami Zayn in his corner and on the mic, um, defeated The Miz um, and defended his Intercontinental Championship again around 9-10 minutes long. And you enjoyed this match? Yeah, I, I don't really know why. I think it was largely because it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like the action felt pretty good. Um, Shinsuke starting I feel get a bit of momentum um, they're giving him time in the ring um, I do enjoy heel Nakamura but I, I do I, I really miss face Nakamura main thing is the music I yeah. really miss his old music I mean, so I, I'm, I like I'm wondering if maybe Sammy turning on him is how you'd get him back his face which I do fear a little bit for Sammy Zane if I'm honest yeah it's weird I do want, yeah. I wonder if they're looking at him as a manager or, like, say something like a commentator or whatever, because he could do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wonder if they're looking at that as a more permanent thing. But I, I miss him in the ring. I miss him as babyface. Yeah. As much as he is an entertaining heel and like he's effective as a heel. Nothing, nothing better than underdog babyface Sami Zayn. He has a crowd behind him. Which not, he does. Not everybody he, does he, these he, days. Yeah, he has he? the ability just to connect with he's, he's very much he was the Johnny Gargano before Johnny Gargano was in NXT yeah like Sam, Sammy's he, he's never quite had the same connection on the main roster um, as he did in NXT but it is it's kind of anything up to 2017 like before 2017 was great and I think there's a reason why Braun Strowman's first real singles feud was with Sami Zayn yeah, Sam is so good at getting people behind him that they would then boob on, and also he's a very good worker. Yeah, and yeah, I just feel like are we being... I think Sammy as a heel then restricts what he does in the ring. Yeah, and him or, as a well, face I can't, shows he's not doing anything he... in the ring. Well, yeah, <laughs> and him as a face shows how good he really is. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like are we being deprived of you know Sammy Zayn's prime years? I think he, you know, there's. There's an argument to say that these this should be when he enters his prime in in WWE and um, currently he's spending it in a net brace on the sidelines. Yeah, it's it's kind of like he's um he's the male equivalent of Bailey in that um they only really isn't they as in WWE only really seem to care about Bailey when she's with Sasha. Yeah, they only really care about Sammy, Sammy when he's with, with KO. Yeah. 
I mean, they're giving him screen time. No, don't get me wrong. He, as a character, they're, they're doing fine with him. But he got it's... to by The Undertaker yeah, last week true. in Madison Square Garden. Not mm. everyone came out and interrupted The Undertaker and told him to fuck off. Um, he didn't say that. Essentially. <laughs> um, he did it in a very respectful way. It's just, he should have... Uh, wrestlers need to learn. When you turn your back to someone and they're leaving, don't and the crowd go, oh, turn around. <laughs> or Some, just or carry on walking yeah, the other way. Yeah. yeah, go the other way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just a... I think with Sami Zayn, it's, it's, it's a shame he's not wrestling. I get what they're doing, and I, I don't mind it with Shinsuke. I think, you know, that's fine. But, um, I mean, last thing I want to see is Shinsuke in another tag team. I mean, he's a singles guy. Hmm. But just miss Sami Zayn in the ring. His last match was in the King of the Ring tournament, which actually wasn't that long ago, like four weeks ago. Um, but you got crushed in about three minutes by Apollo Crews. Yeah, so. just, just embarrassing. And I can't remember if it was on SmackDown or Clash of Champions. I think it might have been SmackDown. No, it wasn't SmackDown. It was... I can't remember when it was. But Tom Phillips went to make a point about the last since. time he won a match, but he got interrupted. I so think it was on Clash of Champions. I think I remember hearing that the other day. Yeah. But yeah, they, they almost brought it up and then I think Corey shouted over him or something. <laughs> Makes sounds like Corey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Shinsuke retained his intercontinental title. I mean, I remember watching this match and I don't remember too much from it. But then Sammy started the match by commentating out loud, which was quite funny. <clears throat> They've given um, him um, Leo Rush's gimmick. Yeah, I, I did think that at the time. Um, R.I.P. Leo Rush. R.I.P. He's one that we need to put on our missing posters. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember the match vaguely. Did Nakamura kick out of a skull crushing finale? Um, leg on the rope. Leg on the rope, Sammy, yeah. Sammy put his leg up or something. Yeah, cause I couldn't remember. Because I remember thinking going into this or recently. No, anyway. um, Sammy distracted the ref. Right, okay. I remember thinking recently with, with the Skull Crush of Finalia that they're protecting me really well. Like, I can't remember the last time someone kicked out of that move. Um, but yeah, and then I thought, actually, did Nakamura do it? But no, seemingly not. I think he might have kicked out. I don't know if he kicked out after like a long delay or if there was just never a cover. Like, he recovered before the yeah. ref kind of paid attention again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just so easily distracted. I know, just so. ignore the man standing on the apron. He's not interfering. He's not going to do it. Unless he's in the ring. Don't yeah. worry about him. Um, so I thought the match was decent. I think we all... Did we all predict Asians gay win? No, Matt no, predicted Matt the Miz would win by disqualification. Specifically by DQ, but we just put... So not to be new Intercontinental Champion, but to win the match. I'm assuming he was going down the route of Sami Zayn interfering. Yeah, um, I would assume so. Right, I think... I, I, for me, it was pretty clear that Shinsuke was just going to win this one. This might go further. Uh, based on what happened on SmackDown, probably not. But the the relationship that he's um, that we recently established with Sami Zayn, it wouldn't make sense for him to lose within three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Sami's really... meant to be good for Nakamura. Yeah, why, you know? why is Sami sticking around, really? Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, then. So this for me, match of the night. Don't probably. I think you would agree. Becky versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship, and this one started off with a. You know, with a really good in-ring match, and ended with a brawl outside. <laughs> Which, mustard-based um, brawl. Mustard-based. Uh, Becky tweeted. Um, she said that when she put mustard on Sasha Banks, she called us new hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. See yeah, that. it's quite funny. Um, I felt awful for Sasha. She had mustard all in her hair as yeah. well. I must. It must have just felt all weird on your back. So I thought this match was really, really good. Definitely match tonight for me. And I thought. The, uh, the women did really, really well. 
Um, when it got to the brawl part, nothing against Sasha and Becky. Michael Cole really got on my tears. At one point, they were just punching each other on the stairway. And Michael Cole went, would you look at this? This is the darndest thing I've ever yeah. seen. I was yeah, like, I thought that. So like, you've been around for 25 <laughs> years or whatever it is. Why? Why? Yeah. What's it was so when they were coming back it. down and they were nearly at the, yeah. the barrier. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. When has Michael Cole ever said damnedest? <laughs> was it damnedest or damnedest? He did say damnedest. Damnedest. Like, that's very much like a JR kind of thing. Yeah, but he would say off the cuff and with yeah, a bit yeah. more authenticity. Whereas Michael Cole, it felt like, like there was a massive this is delay. Damnedest <laughs> thing, thing I've, I've ever seen. seen. <laughs> I was just like, why? Like, they're just, there's nothing. Nothing major's happening. They're just making their way back to the ringside, you know. Um, I thought, like, obviously the ending of the match was a little bit strange. So Becky getting disqualified without getting, any of us really yeah. knowing about it. We're getting word that Becky's been disqualified. Like, when does that happen? The referee's yeah. not conscious, so he can't make the decision to disqualify why, Becky. Why didn't a referee come out, count them out? Like, why did WWE pick and choose when things like this happen? Like yeah. when a ref replaces another ref or when a ref corrects a bad decision or the other week when they used VAR, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then fucked off and then announced it backstage that it was really a draw. Yeah. Like, it was just like, why, in that instance, why did he count when every, they were both shoulders? Every again? other kind of tournament is when bo- both people get eliminated. They made the decision to put them both through. Yeah. Was, um, yeah, they're very inconsistent with their refereeing. Well, Corey mentioned it. That's what Baron Corbin would name to eliminate. <laughs> Terrible, re- well, shoddy refereeing. Um, but yeah, Becky Becky got disqualified, so she's still Royal Women's Champion. And a £10,000 dollar fine, which... It's surely a bit harsh considering it wasn't that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Imagine what she would have got if she did it on purpose. Apparently. Like, yeah, I bet Kevin Owens is pissed. Well, Kevin Owens tweeted, so I almost got a spoiler. Well, in fact, I, I probably did get a spoiler, but it didn't really spoil anything. But the first thing I saw as it went on the Monday morning was Kevin Owens tweet. In fact, I didn't even look at it. I got a notification saying that Kevin Owens tweeted this. And it just says, um, I assume Becky's got fired too then. <laughs> and I was like, did she hit an official... <laughs> See that. At that point, I was like, oh, Becky gets disqualified. <laughs> Kevin Owens did make me laugh this week. Um, you know what? <laughs> it was it was to do with that. Someone someone tweeted him, um, and they 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 added him. I don't know if it was in response to one of Kevin Owens' tweets, but they said something about how um, you'll never be um, you'll never be Stone Cold. Stone Cold wouldn't do this or that or whatever. Um, and just here we go. WWE Universe tweeted, does Fight Owens Fight have a case against Shane McMahon? So I'm like, remember when Stone Cold got over by arguing the merits of a case? Neither do I. He got over by whipping his boss's ass. Kevin Owens went, yeah, but he never said Universe on TV, so whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens should be like, I did whip my boss's ass on TV and I got a $100,000 fine. <laughs> but yeah. That was actually an intelligent expression by Mr. Owens. <laughs> I saw that one. Beauty of Wars is a lovely neologism of universe and worse, which expressed distress over the political or even social structure in some countries. <laughs> and then someone was like, nah, he's just Canadian. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Where did you get that Cassius Clay shirt? Somewhere in the universe, more precisely from Roots Off. But... <laughs> Becky Sasha then. So you thought match of the night, I thought match of the night. Um, uh, Matt, Matt through gritted teeth might suggest it would be match of the night. Not only did I think match of the night, I 
thought Sasha was going to win and walk away with the title and have her and Bailey being the, the bad bitches of the division. Yeah. Which is why I predicted Bailey earlier, which is why I predicted Sasha for this match, which <sighs> in the end worked out quite well. I mean, I'm not entirely sure why I predicted Becky Lynch to win. I just didn't think she was going to lose the title. But it, now I think of it, it makes 100% sense that she would have got disqualified. Or what Sasha is, would have got disqualified. Yeah, because what do you do with Sasha if you just come in out of Becky Peter? Yeah, exactly. Like, she's new, she's fresh in, she's like a lot of buzz around her, she's got this new attitude, she's at the top of the card for women, and, you know, you don't just have her lose. Um, so, yeah, I was a bit of an idiot with that one. I blew it, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I allowed you to... Uh... You batted your eyelids. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I blunk. Um... I allowed you to, you know, close the gap. Or equalise. Yeah, the gap was closed. Oh, that's pretty shit. <laughs> if you will. Um, WWE Championship match, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. I think um, this one, I didn't mind. I, personally, I thought it was good. I just am I a little bit bored of the stupid angle. Not that this angle is stupid. I was going to say, isn't it? <laughs> um, but and you know, you for some reason picked Randy Orton. I did not. <laughs> I had Randy on the brain. I typed I Randy, and I was meant to type Kofi. Well, Matt had Randy. I feel like Matt maybe just copied your predictions. Yeah, it did almost like that. But then when the I look at them form. now, it's like oh, okay, he got he loads changed. of them. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was all in the same order and structure. And the stuff. only thing, the only difference from what I originally typed was the Miz. And um, he spelled Gulak with a C. Mm. C K. Mm. Um, but yeah, like even like you put Seth, he put Seth, not Rollins or anything like and that. Rudolph. Just, and yeah, and Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Matt, if you're out there somewhere, and it was at stop like copying me. Quarter to one in the morning. Yeah. So I I, I text you saying that oh, it's just us two there. So this is what pissed me off, right? It already started. Because had it? Oh, pre-show. <laughs> oh, we should disqualify. <laughs> because yeah, like we said on. on, on I doubt that match should finish by that week's, time. Um, on last week's podcast, so we'll get the predictions out and whatever. Then I asked for them in, in Sunday evening, like normal, and didn't get them from you until about half ten. Didn't get any from Matt until quarter to one in the morning when I'd already gone to bed. And there was no way I was going to put them up on Twitter then. I it feel takes, like Matt it takes a lot longer than you think. I feel like Matt had already gone to bed and had woken up for the next day <laughs> at that time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Got up to watch Clash of Champions, if like not intending to watch it live, intending yeah. to watch it after. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, we won't disqualify him. Mainly because he didn't yeah, win. He did. <laughs> if he did, it would have been hell to pay. Controversy, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, we all went for... Well, we both went for Kofi. Matt went for Randy. And there was there were times in this match, generally, where I thought Randy was going to win, actually. There was an RKO. There was an RKO. His leg on the rope. Mm-hmm. Um, which, actually, personally, when he hit it, I caught that immediately that he wasn't going to win with that because... It's, yeah, it's very, the hiccups? it's very obvious these days um, when they're going to do the whole foot on the rope thing or something like that. Because mm. they, they, the way they pin is so lackadaisical. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure on the shoulders, hook the legs, don't do the cocky back lateral press thing. Just fucking win the match. Um, if you did that, we would have a new champ. And I have also always fought a lot of the time if you're being pinned and you have the energy to put your leg on the rope, you have the energy up. to lift your shoulders. Yeah. It depends if there's enough pressure on your shoulders, but in that case, there wasn't. Yeah. I've never understood the foot on the rope thing when you're out. You're basically out cold. 
Also, it's a lot more effort to put your foot up on the route than it is under the route. Yeah. Just put your foot under it. Yeah. Or your arm. I mean, like, like there's, there's a bit less reach. Under the rope. Under. Not up and over. It's a good visual. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, after, what did you make of the match? I thought the match was quite good, actually. Um, it was better. Not, I, I think it was better than SummerSlam match. Yeah, that was, for me, that was the biggest disappointment of Kofi's title in that match. And I mean, mainly just because of the way it ended. Um, I thought this was an improvement. And, you know, I think all of Kofi's title offences, to be fair, have been pretty good matches yeah, some, some better than others so that's what pisses me off when people say that um, Kofi's reign has been bad that's and all so that kind of stuff don't even get me started just, on people on Twitter this week it's just the people who didn't want him to win it in the first place that say that but mm. if you can't acknowledge that Kofi Kingston's been, reign has been good the matches have been good and Kofi's come out of it out of every match way stronger than he did than he was six months ago then you're an actual idiot <laughs> and actual idiot yes I mean don't even get me started on people on social media this week we encountered one particularly annoying person last night <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which was it was just really infuriating literally like talking to a brick wall yeah but one who could communicate back in a really patronising way why don't I say patronising 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 way you should make a Patreon <laughs> I don't even know what Patreon is but I just know it involves people paying for things basically yeah it should be called it's usually girls Patreon yeah, with a Y. Yeah. But it's not. Um, but yeah, uh, people... <laughs> you just slapped yourself in the face. <laughs> people are stupid. All right? Yeah. They, stupid. They really are. Uh, Kofi wins. Move on. Singles match. It's actually a no disqualification match, did you know? Between Roman and Rowan. Yeah, I didn't mean to put that. Um, now, did we all get this one wrong? We did. Did. I mean, I thought Rowan was going to win this. Then I had a second thought, which was he's facing, he's facing Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> and every fault. single time. So I remember very distinctly, not exactly sure what pay-per-view it was, but it was about two years ago, one of the first bunch of predictions we did. And John Cena faced Baron Corbin on a pay-per-view. And Baron Corbin was hot. And we were all like, oh, for, to launch Baron Corbin's proper career on the main roster, he needs to beat John Cena. John Cena's on the wind down. Well, it probably it would makes... have been just after um, he lost the briefcase. John Cena was the reason why he lost the briefcase. Maybe. It would make sense. Um, probably around the time he called him a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, and I remember vividly at the time going, oh, Baron Corbin's going to win this. He's going to launch his career. No. John Cena won. Um, which I know is not a shock to anyone. <laughs> apart from me at the time. Similar with, like, say, Roman and Samoa Joe. Um, yeah, I mean... Roman and Braun originally and stuff like that. So... I, I, I don't blame us for just yeah. assuming that that Roman's got some momentum. So, obviously, Roman's going to win. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's just a natural reaction, right? Um, because logic did, would dictate that Roman would win this match. And it's just annoying that we all defied logic because WWE logic defies logic, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I did have a think of, um, like, they could just pull out a shock and have him win clean but that's just not a thing that I think as soon as the no DQ thing was announced it was like ah, it's not going it's not yeah, going yeah but I, I didn't even consider the possibility of any kind of interference and even if I did it would have been something Daniel Bryan related where maybe Bryan fucks up and accidentally yeah trying to help or something trying, yeah like we're just trying to get a bit of revenge yeah. on, on Rowan accidentally hits Roman, Roman with the knee yeah. Roman and Rowan <laughs> too, too much Reigns and Eric that's, that's why they changed it back to Eric Rowan I believe probably yeah um, 
bit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't anticipate any kind of interference mm. from Luke Harper. Who, um... Weird how they both got their first names back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in, a, in a culture where people seem to lose them in WWE now, they've regained them. Yeah, so well, maybe, um, lucky few. Maybe the Samson will come back to Elias once I he returns that, from his broken one, ankle. That one was good. Um, that was a good change. I would very much like Ali to get Mustafa and back. Yeah. Otis and Tucker. And Andrade to get Cien Almas. Cien Almas, yeah. Although I don't mind that one, to be fair. To be honest, when it happens, everyone's like, oh, this is terrible, what's happening? And then after a while, you just forget about it. As in, we lost um, Otis, um, Dozovic, and Tucker Knight. Knight. Just became Otis and Tucker. Yeah. It's weird because, like, why would you only be known as a first name? Like, yeah. if, if it's not something like Sting or like a word that isn't so a it's name. cool. But as in, like, something that's not a name. Yeah. Like, Bailey. Yeah. Like, why doesn't Bailey have a surname? We don't know what Bailey's surname is. Good point. Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. They've all got a surname. Well, remember when Charlotte was just Charlotte? Yeah, I suppose it took a while for them to prop, like, to consistently introduce her as Flair. Mm. Well, she was Charlotte Flair to begin with. Then she just became Charlotte, like, a year ago. And then they suddenly put the Flair back in. They've added Flair back in. Mm. Um... Yeah, it's just weird why you would have like Carmella. Why not Carmella and Van, whatever it is. Um, anyway. Yeah, what, whatever. What was, what was interesting actually was, did you know that at Battleground, I think it was 2015, um, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt had a match where um, Bray Wyatt won via... Um, and this is when the, the Wyatt family was split up. Mm. Bray Wyatt won by Luke Harper interfering and reuniting their I did not know brothership. that had happened. Um, so he, lo- he loves getting involved, doesn't he? He just hates Roman. He loves dabbling. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Luke Harper who <laughs> yeah. did all the shit. And, and Matt was right all along. Eric's taking the fall. Um, yeah, I mean, again, slight spoiler for me. I saw a picture of Luke Harper on Instagram. It looked like a screen grab, but it was just of his face. And I thought, well, that could be from anywhere. But then, then I thought to myself, well, why does it come up now? Yeah, <laughs> weird. Um, so I was, I was saying to myself, oh, well, is this where he interferes? Is he going to interfere? He's going to interfere. Is this it happened? But I didn't see it happening when it did happen, mainly because it was really low-key and the crowd didn't react until after we'd booted him. And I, I mean, there aren't a lot of physical similarities between Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. <laughs> So I don't know how people didn't see it more. Unless they just don't care. Unless they were all just paying attention to Roman. Maybe. Um, As you do. He was doing a big sprint down the ramp. What surprised me this week, but I don't know if you were surprised by it, but um, Michael Cole this week actually using the words manslaughter and (laughs) you tried to kill him. (laughs) I thought those kind of words... How come it's never ever been breached? Like that topic has never been broached before in WWE history. Yeah, I kind of thought those words were kind of on like a banned list. Yeah. You tried to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Rowan was like, who fucking taught me (laughs) like that, you little shit? (laughs) Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That was Eric Rowan's new gimmick is just calling people by their like shortened first name. Just called Daniel Bryan Dan the whole night. Well, he's going to start calling Roman Joe's next. <laughs> or just Rome. <laughs> Rome. Confusing with Mike Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Together, <laughs> Michael Cole and Roman could make a great team for Mike Rome. Mike Rome. Um, <laughs> I need to, just while we're on the topic of Eric Rowan and um, announcers, <laughs> mention 
Tom Phillips is getting absolutely murdered by uh, Luke Harper and just laying there and Corey and Byron not mentioning it at any point. Did he? Did you not see this? No. Oh, you need to I was, stick I was it on. watching it at work, so I wasn't fully paying attention. Okay, you need to stick it on on the TV if you've got it Let recorded. Because it was it was funny. Mainly because you've I'm got... I'm assuming Smackdown recorded this week. So like Smackdown's usually the one that doesn't if one of them doesn't. It's mainly because he he got thrown like he got moved out of the way by Luke Harper like tossed out of the way a little bit and his commentary chair sort of followed him and hit him and then he like went into the barrier and just sort of lay there but he's in the background just while all of this stuff is happening just dead and Corey and Byron just refused to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It. it did. Um, it's near right at the end. It did. Yeah, here, is, it's pretty much here. I think. Is he standing there? Um. Oh yeah, there he is. So he's, he's currently standing. And yeah, Ryan picks up the Ryan barrier, picks up the barrier. which is quite impressive. I've never seen that before. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! You like you just <laughs> and then he just lays there like that for the rest of the show. See <laughs> the noise that goes along with it. Picks up the chair. I mean, I don't really understand why he threw himself into the barrier. Didn't let out a little yelp or anything. Yeah. His mic had obviously cut off by this point because I didn't hear anything. Huh. Yeah, I just didn't notice that. <laughs> he was just lying there for the whole the rest of the show. Um, and yeah, no point did Corey or Byron think, maybe someone helped Tom Phillips? And then what I found interesting was after that, 205 Live is on. <laughs> like, was he still there? Was Vic <laughs> Joseph just... like, wow, this is terrible, terrible what's happened to Tom Phillips. I hope, not, he, I hope he makes a speedy recovery. It's not an instant thing, is it? It's usually about 10, I guess so. 10 minutes or so gap, so because they got to change the ring and stuff. Well, not so much anymore, just change the graphic. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, didn't notice that. It's pretty funny. Um, Tom Phillips also got murked on commentary by Corey when uh, he said something about Offset. Uh, oh, he said something about oh, Offset bringing the Ric Flair drip or something yeah. like that. Of course, I never Corey was like, so you, uncool. Yeah, like you've never made <laughs> you've never made anything so more uncool that you've just did right there. <laughs> Although like, Tom Tom bit back with a little something this week. I think it was prior to that. Um, it was essentially something to do with like Corey was being like delusional, probably about Baron Corbin or something, and he was like. Corey, have you ever thought about getting more tattoos all over your face without having to look at your face? To look at your face. <laughs> I mean, his face is still yeah. there. Hello. Look. Yeah. Um, of, do you know what the line of the night or weekend for me was? I say weekend, the week. Um, oh, no, it was last week, wasn't it? The the romantically dehydrated line. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that was good. I don't know whether this was during the Bliss Cross. When the twenty four seven interference happened in the Discord, and Carmella came down, and Corey Corey said, "Oh look, another woman who's going to get me in trouble." <laughs> yeah, that be my my personal favorite line of commentary this weekend, um, if you include Raw, was Renee Young saying that Mike Kennell has just got his ass kicked by his own baby's daddy, <laughs> <laughs> and then her just pissing herself for about three minutes afterwards. <laughs> her own her own joke. <laughs> oh Renee, um, yeah. Moving on. Rowan beat Roman. We none of us got it right. Final match of the night was the Universal Championship match between Seth and Braun. We've mentioned this my feelings about Braun anyway, and probably I think it was fairly similar. I just didn't like 
this took a very similar turn to like a Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins match, which is fine. It's kind of what you expect with a big guy, small guy dynamic that they got going on. Um, it's not a small guy though, is he? Smaller. Oh, we'll find out on uh, December the eleventh. <laughs> he's like six foot three, and no, he's not. He is. He's tall. Seth Rollins is not six foot. He three. is. He's tall. I'm telling you now, he's not six foot three. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. He's tall. I wouldn't be surprised if he's Becky's taller than you taller. think. Nah, that's, 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 that's a stupid, stupid statement. Um, but yeah, no, Braun versus Seth. It took a very similar framework from like a Brock versus Seth match. Was there any point? Framework fi- is an interesting word to use to describe a wrestling match. Oh, I don't yeah, think I've ever like heard that used before. Guidelines, framework. framework Infrastructure. <laughs> Not like literal framework. No, um, what did you What did you make of the match? Did you enjoy the match did, did my question to you actually was at any point did you think Braun was going to win no what I did think Braun was going to do was fall off the top rope yeah wow that was awkward um, he saved it well to be fair he did do well um, for a guy his size also I thought he landed very high up on Seth Rollins at that point nearly knocked him out <laughs> can't remember how I landed to be fair but um, I thought it was, it was fine um, it was a little bit awkward where the table broke and it probably wasn't meant to the announce yeah. table um I thought we were going to get a Seth doing a like a elbow through the table thing, yeah, to in order to topple the big man again. Um, but like, I kind of like that they did three curb stomps. And it still wasn't enough, and he even had to break out of the pedigree. That yeah. was kind of cool. It was quite cool it's, it's, because he hasn't used it in so long. It's I guess that was what made it a bit different to a Brock to the Brock Lesnar matches we've seen. Seth would tend to just pull the do the curb stomp didn't work do it again didn't work do it again now well, you usually win. with Brock it's like curb stomp curb stomp curb stomp whereas this yeah. was like curb stomp pin curb yeah stomp pin. yeah that was quite cool I think yeah I didn't mind that I just don't particularly like endings like that I like more sudden endings yeah it's, you always get a bit more of a pop and stuff like that with more sudden endings um and like, yeah, it can make Strowman look like a monster and that he keeps kicking out, but at the same time, he keeps getting the move done on him, so he's obviously not that like, good defending himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fine. It's probably about what I expected. It's just there wasn't really enough of a story or any kind of heat going into it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that interesting. Um, I mean, I thought it was all right. I mean, I'm not massively into Braun. Seth's title reign has been a li- felt a little bit flat recently, and that he's only had it for a month. Well, I know. I mean, I'm probably counting his WrestleMania yeah. win one from WrestleMania anyway. I suppose so. this, I, this match, and I suppose this night was very much a, uh, I'm guessing, a means to an end. Yeah, regarding I think so. the fiend. Well, I mean, how many? Well, yeah. So that's I kind of actually forgot about that. I mean, which is probably the main part of the show, uh, the fiend appearing at the end. The crowd loved it. Um, is there a bit of a fear with this feud that Seth Rollins goes into this with no fan support? There was a very much of a, a negative reaction when he won, like a fair amount of booze. Yeah. Um, which is kind of surprising, but um, I guess they just want the old big there, man there, to win. There is going to be a lot of support for Bray. Yeah. A lot of support, especially from the guys. Yeah. The the. Indie fans and stuff like that. Um, Even though Seth Rollins is an indie darling. Uh, or Tyler Black. But yeah, um, it'd be interesting. But yeah, I, I can't see it. I can't see this doing much for Seth, to be honest. This feud, no. it very much seems 
revolved around the fiend. Yeah, and there'll be a story of Seth kind of maybe facing his fears essentially, but um, yeah, I feel like it will be lost on the most of the audience. Probably, most things are. Bray Wyatt's cool. We like Bray Wyatt, therefore we are not allowed to like Seth Rollins. We'll yeah, be the logic that a lot of people. Him. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it comes back to my rather my, than the, the NXT logic which sometimes gets on my nerves when there's a match and the crowd go both these guys <laughs> both these don't, don't even fucking sing that yeah don't don't sing it I prefer when they why do we have to chant like, everything let's go Rollins let's go feed yeah. chant or something like that might be a bit better than both these guys why can't we even just fucking why have we gone away from like applauses and cheering back in the day when a match was good, like both men would be laid out or whatever, and the crowd would like come to their feet in a slow in a slow rise, and the crowd the noise would get louder and stuff. These days, we just get this is awesome, and I hate this. I hate that format of chant because that's all that we get these days is Andrew something, Styles. something, clap, 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 clap. Daniel Bryan, literally nine out of ten chants. Eric, no, no one's ever said that one. <laughs> because even the let's go someone, yeah. that's that chant. Yeah, I guess so. It just sometimes in the middle instead of the clapping, they chant someone else. Yeah, <laughs> or Cena sucks. Um, so yeah, we just and this is something in the UK have always been better at just singing, um, <laughs> like just things like the US would never come up with na 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 Tyler Tyler Bay <laughs> something like that is so simple. I guess it's it comes from football and it gets culture, the crowd, it? Yeah, exactly. And it gets mm. the crowd. They're all doing the arms. It looks good visually. Um, yeah, just America, man. Yeah, America. <laughs> America. America. <laughs> um, what do you make of Clash of Champions as a whole? Then I, I mean, you. I think you probably had a higher opinion of it than I did. I didn't think it was a bad show, um, but I personally, overall, I think I'm thinking six and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably go about around there. Okay. To be honest, um, it, it was very much a B show. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no match of the year contender. Sasha Be- Becky was was good, but there was no there was no standout match really, was there? No, and I felt like it suffered from um, too many matches. It just suffered from oh, it's Clash of Champions, therefore we have to have matches. Yeah, you must defend your title because we've got a pay per view which says you have that, to. That's because then the stories aren't necessarily that good going into them, mm. and it's the problem we're going to get with Hell in a Cell, and that we're letting still. In 2019, in our, in our big in WWE's big ages that they are now, they're still letting the calendar dictate when feuds should be inside matches like matches like Head in a Cell, or in two months' time or whenever it is that matches will be at TLC. Yeah. Rather than Why aren't we the, letting feud the feud dictate? Because like Sasha and Becky's been uh, Sasha and uh, Becky's been going on for three weeks. Hmm. Now we're getting a Head in a Cell match. Yeah, I, I think obviously that's that's escalated, but I mean, out of the feuds, that one would. It probably makes the most sense to be in Hell in a Cell because it is pretty bitter. It's a bit personal. It's a bit of a blood feud. Um, been going. It's actually been going on for years, really. Um, if you if you like, if you believe it. But out of the two, they're they're always the kind of the two that you least associate with yeah. each other. Yeah. Ever ever since ever since the brand split ended. Yeah. Uh, ever since the brand split started, I mean, they haven't touched. Yeah. Which is great because it's it's fresh, but also I get your point. It doesn't really merit a head in a cell match. But you know, I think I like the story that um, you know Sasha's been in one. Becky hasn't. I quite like that. 
And I can't remember who it was. It was either Tom Phillips or Byron. It might have been Tom Phillips. It was like, um, well, I don't understand why why Sasha's so confident because she lost the one that she was <laughs> yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. And Corey Bates was like, Sasha Banks is literally the most confident person on the planet Earth. Um, and have you? I can't imagine you would have. Have you watched that Chronicle? I've watched a bit of it. I tried to watch. I tried to find some time to watch it. Um, all I could think of whilst I was watching it was your comment is that she cries too much and I was just like she spent this whole thing crying yeah told you <laughs> um, it was what it was odd because it was it was good it was alright it was just it very much felt like it was just repeated the same points a lot yeah she needed she, a break you know, she, she wasn't great fell out of love with whatever um, and it at the same time was like all right, well, how? Why are we meant to be booing her now? Well, because she's a bitch. But in the when you watch the chronicle, at no point was it like, uh, yeah, My fuck the fans. Changed, yeah. Like it was like the it fans. Was just too much. It was too real. I don't know almost. if you saw on the page. Did you see the page bit. Yeah, the bit where she said that it all started. It seemed to all start. Yeah. Based on the negative reaction to Paige and she, I mean, she got that was the first fan, time she fans got trashing her work and all that kind yeah. of stuff. She got really emotional at the thought that someone would think she would intentionally hurt someone. I think that's what she got but quite teary about. At no point was it like um so like because some of the chronicles have been kind of half in character like some of the Joe's was and, yeah. and stuff like that. But at no Dean point Ambrose. no point was it like uh, yeah, Dean Ambrose especially. Mm. Um but yeah, yeah, no point was it like so then I decided, you know what? Fuck the fans. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I just didn't like it anymore, so I took a break, and now I love it again. Yay. Yeah, which I think, like, that was almost a perfect story, for her, like, perfect reason for her to be a heel now. Yeah. The fans trashed her, like, you they want... put her through hell. Yeah. Now, you know, here's my payback. Bitches. So, yeah. You caused me, like, actual depression or whatever. You made me hate this thing that all I've done, like, is, like, my entire life I've loved. Yeah. So, you know what? Fuck you lot. Yeah. You lot can get fucked, apart from Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bailey. She kept, she, I don't know if you, if you saw Bailey in it, but she kept calling her Pam the whole time. Like, she was in the car yeah, on the way to, to Raw after Pam. SummerSlam. She was like, we're about to pick up my best friend, Pam. She's been my best friend for years. And I was like, I've no idea. this 60-year-old like, woman? <laughs> I was trying to think, like, I've never, I was, I was like, I wonder what Bailey's thinking about this. <laughs> And then when she introduced Bailey, I was like, "Oh yeah, obviously I knew Bailey's name was Pamela." <laughs> I would never, I never made the, the Pam association. Yeah, imagine yeah. <laughs> being called Pam. I don't know. Being born and they go, "Yes, baby Pam." <laughs> Pamela. Uh, well, yeah, maybe she's named after Thingy from the Office. <laughs> oh yeah, I doubt it. Based I'm, on yeah, Bailey's I mean, age, but... impossible. But... Not impossible. Improbable. But almost impossible, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I think we agreed on Clash of Champions in terms of rating, match quality. I thought a little bit down on the last couple, well, last year's worth of pay per views, basically. Um, but not not a terrible show. Definitely by no stretch of the imagination was it a terrible show. No. Not what you would hear if you listened to uh, Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer this week. Do you know what I said? No. That they feel sorry for anybody who enjoys what WWE is putting out right now. I was like, you dicks. Who are I you? I feel sorry for people who spend probably eight hours of their life watching something and then another few hours talking about it, which is like us, but 
only ever trash it. Yeah. At the same time, I get paid for it. I don't care. I feel sorry for them. Um, yeah. I just can't. I don't. I'm, I don't want to get into a big thing about it. But I don't understand why people hold Dave as in such high regard as like the be all end all of wrestling yeah. reviews. Like, if Dave didn't think it was good, it can't be good. Yeah. Wrestling is too subjective for it to be. Alright, and when people go. Um. Oh, Dave, what what star rating did you give so and so? Why the fuck does it matter? Yeah. What's what what did you think about it? You yeah, thought it was, was good, and it like was that. good. So I what I don't like when is people go. People... I can't believe you didn't give so and so six stars. Yeah. So. Well, I I kind of get that approach, but what I don't get is the approach whereby people will say, "Oh, what's what rating was the match? I haven't watched it yet. Shall I watch it?" Yeah. And it's like, no, you, you watch the match, make your own. Decision. Or like, what what did you think was the best match of the night? Yeah. You could ask that to anyone. Yeah. And it might influence your decision, but yeah, when when people just, like, if you want to know something about something that happened in 1982 or something like that, then yeah, fine, go with Dave Meltzer because he probably knows it, but. Um, to be like, I can't believe you only gave Kofi and Randy a two stars because I thought it was a four and a half star. Yeah. You're a twat. You <laughs> like or just who cares what Dave Meltzer thinks? That being said, he does intentionally mark WWE matches down with his ratings. Which of course, is he does. Quite frustrating, but whatever. He admitted on Twitter earlier that his um, favorite brand is CMLL. Really? Mm. Favorite brand. Favorite co- company. Yeah. I would assume it's actually probably NJPW. <laughs> That's what people said, and he he went actually, my, the one I enjoy most is CMLL. LLL. LLL. Right. Speaking of smells, surely you could have made a better one than that. No, couldn't. Couldn't think of anything. Baron Corbin. <laughs> no. Uh, King of the Ring tournament concluded, so I thought it should have been on Clash of Champions, but it wasn't. It was on Raw. Originally meant to be. Yeah. Um, Corbin versus Gable. You know what? Absolutely excellent match. Absolutely excellent tournament. From the moment <coughs> Gable got to the final mm-hmm. to join Baron Corbin, I spent the entire week going, we're going to get the Tilt World. We're going to get the Tilt World <laughs> end of days. Yeah. Tilt World end of days. I was well excited for it. And then it happened. And I might have let out a bit of a yep something, something else some fluid. <laughs> um, because I loved the NXT one in the tag match with Rhino and uh, Gable and Jordan um, American Alpha American Alpha remember yeah. them uh, and yeah I was just happy we got like a good HD version in, well, not <laughs> yeah. it wasn't HD but just up to date yeah um, and yeah it was a good match Personally, I think Baron Corbin's had a very good last month in, How in the ring. How dare you? How very dare you? Apparently, Do you know who I think has had a better month? Literally everybody in the world. Exactly. And I'm not going to name any of them. Are you sure you can't just give me one? No, because that would be irrelevant. The answer is irrelevant because you didn't ask the right question. The right question. <laughs> you didn't include the parameters of the question within the question. Which I then proceeded to clarify and then re-ask the questions with said parameters. If you don't know what's going on, this is a conversation that Aiden started having with someone on Twitter. I can't remember his handle. Something 20 I'm going to give him a shout out. Something. 
Um, who basically tweeted that Baron Corbin had, has anyone had a better in-ring month than Baron Corbin something along those lines and um, the guy was like in-ring or just winning at 20SM underscore NJ you're a twat <laughs> I doubt he listens uh, put it on the YouTube put it on the Twitter <laughs> he might get it there if he hasn't blocked you no he um, hasn't he still follows us does he why I don't understand. Yeah. He obviously hates us. Um, but yeah, I can't remember. I can't find the actual... Um, I've got it here. <laughs> I said... Sake, it's, it, it was longer than what I saw. Yeah. I said, has anyone had a better month in-ring than Corbin has over the last month? And is it like actual in-ring or just winning? Like you said, in-ring. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, actual in-ring slash quality of match. To which he goes, I mean, if you've only been watching Corbin's matches, then yeah, otherwise not even close. So this is, like, straight away I was like, right, this is going to be a difficult conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's let's engage. Let's see what he thinks. Yeah, Let's to, ask for his opinion. To which I said, I should have pre- I should have prefaced it with in WWE because I assumed he would have been like, well, Shinoki Suzuko from somewhere in Japan. Um, <laughs> Shinoki Suzuko? Sinoko. <laughs> Shinoki Suzuko. <laughs> um... Yeah, I would have assumed he would have been that kind of dude. So I was like, all right, I mean, in WWE, in that case, who have you got? Most of the mid-card. I don't think anyone gets enough time to have consistently good matches all the time in WWE, but most of the mid-card far surpasses Corbin. All right, so at this point... So my point was, in the last month, who's had a better in-ring... Not... It's got nothing to to do with who hasn't had the time in the last month. It's yeah. purely who has had the time in the last <laughs> month and has had better matches. Yeah. That was my point. That was my question. So, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm reading this thinking, I don't think Aiden's going to let this lie. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking. <laughs> and I thought, this guy's a bit of a dick. So I said, okay, which mid-carder has had consistently a strong matches in the last four weeks? Excellent question. Straight to the point. So then, then he starts. This is where he starts to saying that basically my question is wrong. Yeah. In that the past, if the past four weeks is my metric, and my choice is the guy who was in the King of the Ring and won the King of the Ring, how is that a fair scenario when he's had more TV time than basically anyone maybe beside Rollins? And at this point, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, um, like. Who is he to decide that your question wasn't the right question? Well, your we'll, question was we'll your question. That actually, when he when he physically says those words, but it's yeah. just my point was, I I haven't defined who's wrestled in the last four weeks. Yeah. My question was within the last month, who's had a better month? And he goes, your metrics within the last four weeks. <laughs> of course you're wrong. Yeah. Was, this is where I started to, to, to get pissed off. Where I went. Oh my god, are you going to answer the question or not? <laughs> and he goes, you're very impatient. To where I say, oh yeah, because I've asked the same question three times now and I'm still not getting an answer. That's very unreasonable of me. <laughs> and this was like, this is just when I knew I was like, right, he's not giving up, so yeah. I'm not giving up. And I very much, I, if I would have had more characters, I would have started, um, you know, and you'd be like, annoyingly nice to someone, like I was going to call him mate and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Because I was assuming that after that, after I've asked a question, I was going to get an answer and I'd just be like, oh, pleasure doing business with me. Yeah, and end it at that. But then he just kept going. <laughs> I mean, 
Isn't it ignorant to choose one? If you ask me, someone having one good match outdoes Corbin's entire career. Which is, to me, that is where I just went, okay, this guy's a joke. This yeah, is... I thought, is this a troll account yeah, now? Yeah, this is someone who obviously doesn't like Baron Corbin. And he's one of these people who, regardless of what Baron Corbin does... Because the fuck was that? Does he then, she's... later in the conversation, accused me of having refusal to acknowledge yeah. anyone else. When that's literally all that he was doing. Because yeah. I, I, I then kept checking his account. To make sure he wasn't then tweeting, being like, "Oh, like I've got, I've got this guy on strings or something like that," because I didn't want to lose it. I wanted to, I wanted to remain calm. I didn't want to start calling him names or whatever. <laughs> Fucking Mick Foley's here. <laughs> I don't know if that picked up on background, but yeah. someone's skidding around Someone outside. Stole my car, maybe. <laughs> um. So here we go. So you gave him the old brick wall. So I said, gift. right. To be fair, I clarified because he was saying that I didn't clarify that. Um, I, I was, I didn't put the parameters in in, a, in the question. So I said, to be fair, I clarified in ring. I then clarified again in WWE, and then asked you which mid carder had a better month, and you're still yet to answer the question. Yes, because I'm not going to list off all the multiple people that you should be um, that you should be able to tell had a better month in ring. I promise you, it wasn't that hard to tell. Like if you read properly, all I'm said, <laughs> I then said all I'm looking for is one name <laughs> that I'm still waiting for. In my opinion, this is when I was going to start being nice to him. In yeah. my opinion, Corbin's had a great month in the ring. Which one specific WWE wrestler, apparently a mid carder, do you think has had a better month in ring than Baron Corbin? <laughs> yes, the question is scored from the start. <laughs> when many people have had a better month than Corbin. Well, fucking name one then so the answer is irrelevant because you aren't asking the right question <laughs> who the fuck are you to tell me that i'm asking the wrong question when it's my fucking game who are you to come it's he's essentially game. come into my house and told me i'm wrong I would, yeah. I would, it's equivalent of me sitting on my sofa watching raw him bursting through my door and just going you're watching it wrong <laughs> He didn't have to. I didn't tweet him specifically asking. No. He he came onto my tweet. And then you, I could sense you getting more annoyed when you said, "Okay, then, great Almighty Being, what did I mean to ask? You obviously know what I'm thinking." Having at which point I had to get involved. Having previously called him a fountain of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, this is where you get, you interject with all the kind of you, make, you kind of came in sound like a lawyer a little bit. Yeah. I feel like what I'm hearing is the PWP rates Corbin's work over the last month and this twat doesn't rate him at all. I didn't say that, by the way. <laughs> I just can't be asked to read his hand. Um, regardless of how well he does. So a real answer won't be given because they can't think of anybody who's actually had a better month in ring. A uh, better month. Brackets in ring and WWE only. Parameters defined in case of confusion because he obviously can't get his head around that. Yeah. My point is that there's a number of people who have had consistently good matches weekly that he refuses to acknowledge. I love how he just assumed your gender. Yeah, I did think that, actually. Um, but I'm assuming he's a Corbin fan, so his standards are greatly skewed. That that comes on to the whole wrestling is subjective thing. I'm not a Corbin fan. No. In like, I think he's fine. He does things well. He does things not so well at times. I wouldn't say I'm a Corbin fan. I'm just a wrestling fan who could appreciate when someone's having a good month. Yeah, And not even a good month. Basically, since WrestleMania... Yeah, pretty much. Because I remember we all, we, sat, away for a bit. we all sat here after the stomping grounds, I think, uh, after Extreme Rules, the mixed tag yeah. match, and we all went, that was a really good match. Mm -hmm. And Baron Corbin had a really good performance yeah. in it. And I mean, I, I tried to come back with some reasoning, and I, I basically just said, 
I'm not a huge fan of Corbin, but I can't think of someone who's had a better month in ring in WWE either. I said his matches against Miz and Alexander were really good. Triple Threat was excellent. And the match versus Gable was probably the best of the lot. Just think he's done well recently. Also, I'd say he was part of some really good matches. <laughs> so who's the common denominator yeah, here? Exactly. He's part of some really good matches. So was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So was Bret Hart. But people didn't say they were shit and that all his other opponents were good. And you even said, also, I can't see any refusal to acknowledge others. If you think someone's had a better time of it recently, name them. <laughs> then maybe we can discuss. That's exactly my point. There's so many. There's so many. I'm not about to list off 10 plus people when their standard is Baron Corbin. I, That's you know, silly. At, to that, I started writing a message and I gave up. I, I, I did what I... I betrayed my own beliefs. I gave up in an argument. And this is what I didn't want to do. <laughs> so then I continued and I said, but what my point is, is that all I'm after is one name. <laughs> at no point have I ever li- asked you to list more than one individual. <laughs> And this is what annoyed me, because this was at 20 to 10 at night, so I was still ready to go yeah. for hours. But I had to get up to go to the gym in the morning. So I went to bed about 11 o'clock, and it wasn't until 25 past midnight when he responded with, but that would be unfair to the other folks putting in work to have such good matches all the time. So what he's essentially saying is, you can't, you can't say that someone has had a good match or a good month or whatever because other people have had good months and you in haven't the past. complimented them or something. Yeah. yeah. Not this month, in previous months. <laughs> Which I guess, with the way you said it there, but that'd be unfair to the other folks putting in work to have such good match all the time. Is that What would be unfair? Naming one of them? Yeah, is that then Name why... Name ten of them if you want. Is that why he's not listing... Why he would never ever in any scenario compliment... One Anyone? Because yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to go through his tweets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what we're going to do now. He seems to we're be. We're going to head through right into his tweets. He seems look to for be... any time that he said someone's had a good match. He seems to be a, a vaping fan. He's constantly going on about vaping. Yeah. Um, he put out a tweet here. Oh, I have to fly this weekend. Fuck flying. Should I go and tell him how good flying is? That flying is the best thing ever? Or, like, give him my favourite airline and ask for his favourite or least favourite airline? Hmm. I don't know. Fuck, I feel good this morning. Should I tell him, no, you don't? Is that how things work? I just don't. So here's, here's one you can do. Sammy has too many good years left to be helping Shinsuke get over. <laughs> you could be like, well, how about Ric Flair? He's got loads of years left. He's helping Charlotte get over. I think... Actually, don't name anyone. That, I think <laughs> there's so many people who've got better years ahead of them than Sammy Zayn. <laughs> It's ridiculously unfair that you're naming Sami Zayn. That's what you should Oh, he's say. got one about Corbin here. Yeah, something about how boring he is. If me saying I only watched the Corbin segment because I knew Gable was involved doesn't speak of how boring Corbin is, I don't know what is. But you didn't know that Gable was going to be involved in that King of the Ring segment on SmackDown. Well, you can assume. It was just the coronation of Baron Corbin. Yeah. Um, also, he says, geez, I keep forgetting that Shinsuke has the US title. <laughs> for fuck's sake <laughs> I, was, I, I might put, I might just tweet and be like um, obviously obviously your opinion is skewed because you think Shinsuke has a US title I try to deter to suspend my disbelief but Owens choosing to be at a WWE event isn't just isn't believable to me if he was fired he would have found a way better wrestling show to attend 
It wasn't like he was just sitting there as a fan. He served Shane McMahon, which I love that phrase, by the way. Paul Heyman is the most Excuse fair. Me, Mr. McMahon, uh, it's the same McMahon. You've been served. <laughs> Some random backstage guy telling Shane he's been served. Paul Heyman is the most fair and respectful hill manager in the world. Oh my God, that's so unfair to all the other hill managers in the world. There's so many in WWE right now who are better hill managers. But not going to name them. This is what we need to do. This is, I'm prepared to spend my the you next can, few you days. You this because I, I, I have... Um, I can't be bothered, essentially. <laughs> I would, I would do literally all of the other. speaking, you lost that last time. You... I didn't lose it. I was asleep. <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> yes, you were. Woods deserves a singles run, as does Harper. I can't believe you're saying these people deserve singles runs. Bork Brockner. Should I respond with, there's so many better ways you could have changed his name? <laughs> Not that I'm going to tell you any. Um, I don't know. I just don't agree with anything this guy Woods writes. deserves a singles run. No, he doesn't. Try to say that. That doesn't reflect my beliefs at all, but... <laughs> Um, no, don't go with that one. <laughs> I wish yeah, the New just... Day was facing off against a team that actually had substance. What, you mean the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions and 14-time world champion Randy Orton? Hmm. Yeah, what a weak team that is. Anyway, I've had enough of this cockwomble. <laughs> um Yeah, just 20-something media from, I believe, based in New Jersey, who loves to vape. I um I think you are a bullfat fraud. That's what I think you are. If you want to pick some battles, then feel free. Let's I, go into I, I'll hand over the, the, the Twitter reins for the week. Let's go. Um, but I personally cannot be fucked. It's very unlike you. Um, but you, uh, they've got a busy life. <laughs> we all so know that's do. not true. But... <laughs> well, well, I actually do. Well, I'm prepared to take this battle up. Maybe you can join it. Maybe you can I get, jump I, in yeah, on my I'll, I'll be the the, um, the mediator. Yeah, that's the word. Well, except not really a mediator because I was no, on your side. No, I'll be entirely on your side. Um, even if you were to come you out, betrayed me like that. Even if you were to come out with the most ridiculous things. Yeah. yeah what a heel turn that would be. <laughs> Imagine if I was because, like Bailey's best character in WWE right now. You to, had to support that. To be fair, we um, we haven't brought up that Matt got himself involved. He actually got involved before you did. Did he? Um, it, was, it was quite early on in the conversation, probably about four or five tweets in. If you go to our notifications, um, it'll be right towards the uh, right towards the start where Matt sent him a gift just saying, oh. wrong, 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 <laughs> you're wrong. And he never replied. No. Why did he not reply to Matt? Like, why did we get the bad treatment? <clears throat> because yours had more substance. I guess so. I guess you can't really reply to that after. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I might just reply with that to every single tweet that he's put out. <laughs> <laughs> to the beginning of time. Yeah. How, wrong. How, many, how many tweets does he have? Look here. Um, fifteen is that fifteen thousand? Yeah, sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand tweets. So you've got a lot to I've, I've got a bit of time on my hands. Oh no, we like the same tweet early. Oh, fuck's sake. Just as bad as he is. <laughs> but it was about something completely unrelated to wrestling. Assuming so it's, it's a he. Well, I'm not gonna assume their gender. But I mean his name's Rex. Well he wants to be called Rex. Sounds like a dog to me. Very much or so. A, or a T Rex. Maybe that's because he's a bitch. 
<laughs> right, well, let's, uh, let's forget about that then. So the drafts coming up on SmackDown. SmackDown and Raw this week were pretty good. The Fiend attacked Kane. Fiend attacked Kane. Yeah, they brought it to the end of Raw. People loved it. I thought it was good. I thought the Firefly Funhouse bit at the end went on way too long. I thought the Firefly Funhouse thing went on so long and that's what made it amazing. Because <laughs> It just became awkward. Because watching it, if you were to have been watching it live and in American time or whatever, you were watching it live and this thing is just going all over the place and it's going on for so long, mm. you would assume that something's broken. Mm. And... <laughs> well, they're just playing off the fact that they fucked up with their graphics earlier in the night. Maybe Bray Wyatt's got something to do with it. No, I think that's intentional. <laughs> I don't think there's any way that Renee would have questioned it because Renee was like, she was reading or something and she was like, have these been upside down the whole yeah. time? I don't think there's any way she would have questioned it if that was an accident. Mm. Because A, how the fuck does that happen? <clears throat> B, surely, so you think they did that surely it would be corrected very easily and quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was a Bray Wyatt thing. And some people have said that... Um, because it was right at the start of the night. Some people said that Bray Wyatt's music was playing at the start of the night. Um, or at some point, like, I didn't see it or hear it. Um, but I've seen a lot, of, a lot of tweets that um, apparently Bray, Bray Wyatt's music was playing at some point. Like, and that was the initial indicator that he was up to no good. Hmm. Um, I feel like they could have made it more obvious slightly by like making the screen go a bit fuzzy or something rather than just having it upside down. Yeah, maybe. I just... It's the kind of thing where you you go, is it is it botch like? And I think it's apparently Kevin it's, Dunn it's wasn't better. there this week. No, it wasn't apparently. Hmm. Um, so it can't be a botch. Unless <laughs> the uh, his replacement has got massive teeth. It was just I I liked it that it was subtle. Hmm. Um, if if it was yeah, if it start cutting out or something like that or doing weird effects over it or whatever, it'd be very obvious that yeah. something was up. Whereas this one, you go, oh, is it? Just actually a fuck up. But then, like, there wasn't enough of them in the night to make it feel like a thing, you no, know? it seemed to sort itself out. Um, but I, I liked the um, the way that throughout the night, we only saw him in the um, Firefly Funhouse gimmick, and that's how we interrupted Seth originally and stuff mm. like that. Um, it, I do wonder how they're going to... Because obviously they're pre-taped. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's... I guess it could be quite difficult sometimes to maybe do the um, to do the uh, kind of back and forth between like like Seth had a bit and yeah rambling rabbit interrupted him or whatever but you have to time it very like very well don't you yeah so uh, it doesn't really factor in any external issues like, I guess if you know that you're in one of those segments where something's pre-taped you have to stick exactly to the script hmm. there's no <laughs> there's no ad lib in there <laughs> yeah but. But I just like seeing him at various points throughout the night and how he refers to the people that he beats up or chokes out as his friends. His friends. And soon to be my ne- my new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it is a really cool gimmick. I think it's it's an absolutely unique gimmick. Let's put it that way. Um, just ignore this. I just want to see if I can hear the music at some point. Keep talking. Oh, okay. So I'm just wondering what you're just having a raw watch along an hour and a half into an episode. <laughs> just wondering what you're up to. I don't know if you're ever going to be able to hear it. No, I don't want this. Is really want it to be picked up on the mic. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I guess I'll just talk to myself. 
No, I still talk. I'm just trying to find the graphics bit. Oh, the graphics bit. What Jeez, you're looking for? I thought you were looking for when his music plays. Yeah, but supposedly that was during the graphics oh, bit. Oh, okay. All right. Or fine. around the graphics bit. But I didn't hear anything. I see. Uh, so we officially now Seth Rollins versus The Fiend at Hell in a Cell. I assume it's going to be in Hell in a Cell. Um... Maybe it was just that that they're talking about. Yeah, probably. Because it just kept going. I love that song. <laughs> Even when it played for like five minutes at the end of the show and kept cutting it. I fucking loved it. Because, yeah, there's this next, next graphic here where Renee questions it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she would never have mentioned it. <laughs> and it just completely derails Corey. Yeah. <laughs> At no point does he get to finish his point. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just very strange. I mean, also, if it's if it's Charlie done, Caruso well here. done. Sorry to interrupt, but Charlie Caruso here. Excuse me, Braun. I don't mean to interrupt, or don't mean to bother you, while bothering him. <laughs> I don't mean to do this, but I have intentionally come to bother you. She could bother me, though. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was <laughs> um, I don't really, I don't really have anything else to add about SmackDown and Raw. We got Braun, uh, Brock challenging Kofi. Yeah, Brock um, versus Kofi. So that's the end of Kofi's life. I, <laughs> I put out a tweet a few months ago with a picture of Brock back in his UFC days with slightly longer hair and a beard, mm. saying I don't know why he doesn't bring this look back because he looks infinitely more badass than yeah. clean-shaven, short-hair um, Brock. Um, it came back this this week with a bit of stubble and some bit of longer hair. Yep. So it will probably be gone soon. Uh, as we previously established, Paul Heyman reads my tweets. Yeah. Um, so either Brock Lesnar does, or Paul Heyman relayed the information on. I feel like Brock Lesnar takes all of his fashion tips from Paul Heyman. Shit. Um. Yeah, it surprised me. Paul Heyman is a swagalicious dude. Oh my god, I can't believe you're saying that. There's so many other people who are swagalicious dudes. Can Can you Can you name me any? There's just too many. Briefly, quick. Uh, Why did you touch clap? on it quickly? Because it just came to my head and it reminds me. Is this me. about your dream? No, actually. <laughs> um, it was about what felt like a fever dream during Raw. This whole Maria Canellis' baby thing. <laughs> oh, for thing. fuck's sake! Yeah, no. less said about this the better, I think. But this was annoying. It was very odd. It was very, very strange. Fucking Rusev. Yeah, well, she usually was. Hey, um, he's not the father. He can't be the father. He's not the father. Why would you be leaving Lana for that? Rusev. Crush. That was harsh on Maria. That's not what I meant. <laughs> well, what did you mean? As in, I mean, why would you leave Lana? 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 That's great. We've known each other for ages, and Lana's one of the world's most attractive people. Um, Bit far. I'm sure in his eyes. <laughs> and you leave for married Maria. Who also works in your company? Yeah, and and Lana been on Instagram this week, just being like, um, "Where should I head off to next? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, does she even wrestle any? Like, is no. she part of the company anymore? I don't think so. Well, they did mention her. There's yeah, a, she did. Yeah. Like, but she is still part of the company. But I'm, Michael Cole, I mean, did, like, or Corey, one or two. It was Michael Cole. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just very. It was like, really. This is how you're going to reintroduce Rusev? Yeah, it's a bit strange. They've I guess the, the, story... the Robert Roode thing of now we're introducing him with a moustache. They'll uh, probably call him Alexander Rusev again. <laughs> Very much looked like a hench 
Freddie Mercury. Or yeah, actually, it's a very good comparison. I was going to say Tom Selleck, but um, yeah, the slipped back hair and the moustache, and he looks in incredible shape. Does look in probably the best shape. shape he's been in his whole time there. Yeah, um, tanned as fuck mm-hmm. as well. When he's Bulgarian, and he's a brute. Um, apparently in the bedroom too. We. Oui. Uh, yeah, it's just very, very odd. Maybe I have, maybe it's a, a one night in Milwaukee. Maybe that's what. We, no, it was too long ago. No, but maybe being in Milwaukee brought back memories. <laughs> uh, one thing led to another. Yeah. Or maybe he knew that Lana and Aiden English actually did get it on, so that's why he cheated on. Maybe. And yeah, it was just very, very like. What is Mike Kanellis, as, as Corey Graves called him? Is he a beta cuck? He's a cuckold, apparently. Because if that's the case, he should definitely have a new finisher as a submission called the cuckold. <laughs> the cuck. The... <laughs> you have to be very careful with that one. <laughs> Otherwise, this is some Joey Ryan shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just Mike Kanellis, poor man. Like, okay, I get it. He's getting paid. He's on... TV and he's having matches. He's in good physical shape. He's in great physical shape, and he's beaten his seemingly beaten his addictions, which is mm-hmm. great. But he's getting humiliated on a weekly basis on TV in a storyline with his real life wife and baby mama, which can just not be that fun. I'm sure it is if you just don't take yourself seriously. Well, maybe but I feel which, like he would have pictured his WWE of... career going a lot differently. Maybe I always, I've always maintained. From the moment they debuted, that they should have gone to NXT. Yeah, very much. This whole lovey romance gimmick would have been. It would have worked more, very well. Yeah, there. It would have been a lot more well received. Yeah, and it was basically dead from the moment it started. Very in, much in SmackDown. Um, but yeah, um, it was just a, it was it was an odd night on Raw. There was a lot of odd stuff. Kane became the twenty four seven champion, which well technically Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, but that means that Glenn Jacobs, uh, a fun little stat for you, has now had a match in WWE every year since 1995. Wow. Every year since I've been born. Good stat. Was it a match? Really? Had an ending. Did it have a beginning? Not really, because there's no bell. (laughs) Interesting. How do you know this stuff? I saw it on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess so. I think maybe Ryan sat and tweeted it or something, or Sean Ross sat one of the two. I see. Well, congrats to them. Congrats to Kate. That's <laughs> <laughs> secondary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I just the way that when he won the title, like, I've still, I've still got, got it. it. <laughs> I think, um, I do find it very strange that they put Kane in out of character on the same show, though. Like, you can't take Kane, the big red monster, seriously. If you've got Kane, the mayor of Knoxville County, because when they were doing the these um, pre-recorded skits, I was like, surely it make more sense to have Kane on the show win it, like in mm. the in the ring or something, have a massive react crowd reaction or yeah. something. Um, but it was it was weird. I liked that they at least had Carmella kind of smartened up a little bit and yeah. have be, have her be suspicious of Kane. Like, hmm. She didn't say anything. No, buddy Carmella. Yeah, she could have been like, oh, by the way, yeah. I think he's trying to lure you in. Um, and she seemed to disappear at, at some point. She wasn't in the, the bit where they were out on the football field. Yeah, after that first bit where she mm. looked suspicious. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did see. An in- Instagram video 
from Carmella, mm. where she's out on the pitch. She's being like, so here we are at this, whatever the stadium is called. Um, For the volunteers, what a shit football yeah, team. Yeah, I know. Though. And it, she's, they getting she's, paid? Suppo- she's supposed to be like taking a selfie, like you would, as in like from that kind of angle, but it's yeah. very obvious that she's actually holding a cameraman's camera pretending that. All right. Um, so she's not actually recording it herself, but she's like, yeah, here we are, blah, blah, blah. Um, she goes on for a little bit and then she's like, she looks over and she's like, oh, I knew it. And she goes running off. So she must have been oh, there, right. but she just wasn't on um, wasn't on screen. Fair enough. Um, so what was your dream about? My dream was very odd. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the only wrestling related dreams I've ever had that I can remember. Um, but ba- <laughs> basically... A bunch of it was either China or Japan. I think like it was China, but it would make more sense for it to be Japan. Uh, um, I was a wrestler, and I was part of the elite. And Matt Go Jackson on. took me aside, took me into a room, and said, "Look." Did you give your chocolate bar? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Look, we're we're kind of running out of spaces in the elite." We're running a bit, running a bit thin here. Um, we need you to prove that that, you are. that you're that you're elite. Um, and in order for me to prove myself, I needed to kill Jack Whitehall. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Which doesn't make sense for many reasons, but one of the reasons being he's like supposedly good friends with Tony Khan. That's just... so. Did you? So I needed to kill. Jack Whitehall. So I took a train. He is an Arsenal fan. Someone, well, yeah. I took a train, um, and I was I was talking to some some well, I assume are Chinese ladies who spoke English. Um, but, uh, so I was having a conversation with them. I was taking a train into the shopping mall, which looks almost identical to the Milton Keynes shopping mall. Um, <laughs> and I was walking throughout there. You took a train into a shopping mall. As in, like, I took the train to get there. And I, I, was, I was walking around. I don't really know what my plan was, but I was walking around. And all of a sudden, you know, you know in Milton Keynes, they've got, like, the pillars and big screens to tell you where the stores are and stuff like that. Yeah. It was one of them. Um, all of a sudden, Taz <laughs> um, attacked Stone Cold and went to throw him into the screen. Stone Cold reversed it, threw him through the screen, so shattered the screen. Then gave him a stunner in the middle of the shopping mall. People so, around, or there was a few people around, but it wasn't much of a reaction really. But I saw it from probably about twenty yards away, from behind them. So I was like, "Shit, I need to tell Matt about this." <laughs> Why? So <laughs> Matt just so happened to appear. I don't know how Matt so happened to Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson, not Matt Bumby. Yeah. So I happened to appear. So I was like, "Look." I told him what happened, and he was like, why, why, why would that happen? And I was like, let me show you. So I grabbed him by the wrist, and I had the ability to reverse time once a day. But not, 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 reverse, not reverse time, but... Um, Just like peer into the past. Yeah, peer into the past, but we're not actually there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I time travel, him, basically. I showed him that. Uh, and then we came back to normal time, and he was like, shit, we've been compromised. We need to get out of here. <laughs> so we got out of there. Um, and on the way out, ran into Matt, uh, ran into Jack Whitehall. Oh no! 
So I was like, well, this is kind of convenient because I need to kill you now. <laughs> yeah. um, and we were kind of like standing across the room from each other. Um, and Jack was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing here? He was like, I've come to watch some wrestling. I was like, oh, okay. In well, the shopping mall? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, well. And then Matt goes, uh, Aiden, we got to go. I was like, but you told me to kill him. Jack was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Aiden, we got to go right now. And then he grabbed me by the wrist and we just teleported. <laughs> and we teleported away back to the room where we originally were where he told me that he wanted me to kill Jack Whitehall. All right. Um, and so essentially it was just a massive tangent and we came we came out of the room and um i think it was either nick or kenny was like did you do it <laughs> and matt was like no but he's one of us <laughs> and that was essentially the end of the dream and the thing about that is i could actually picture that being in a being the elite video <laughs> Yeah. Like it something was... similar anyway. Not with Stone Cold stuttering Taz, but... It's, it's been a while since I've had like a proper long, like, storyline dream that I really remember. A lot of my dreams in the last couple of years have just been like two-minute flashes. Like <clears throat> um, but this one was like long, drawn-out, had a storyline, kind of. Um, like, it was very vivid. Like, I, I remember I was on the train for a while chatting to like these two or three girls um, about stuff like, like where to get off and... Just stuff about them. Jeez, right, <clears throat> what station to get off? And um, <laughs> just stuff like that. Um, and it was just really weird because, like, at no point have I thought about Jack Whitehall lately. I was gonna say, what have you been watching? <laughs> the last thing I watched Jack Whitehall in was um, you've been watching Quantum League. League of Their Own a few weeks ago when he hosted it. Uh. Um, but yeah, that was quite a while ago. And yeah, I just probably one of the top five most random dreams of my entire life. Well, gave us some entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we've established... gotten it because I hate when so I have fully prepared to kill Jack Whitehall in your dream. Is it meant to be just a part to of the fit elite? in? Yeah, I'm very much a um, I cave to peer pressure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think you do. Well, you can be quite stubborn. Apparently, wrestler me does. Wrestler Aiden, yes. Um, well, if it's any constellation, I think you're part of my elite. Oh, that was quite cute. It was really. Yeah. Edit that out. Yeah. That was Considering shit. you don't like cheese, <clears throat> I do hate cheese. It's disgusting. I feel like we've come to the natural end of our, of our podcast episode. Uh, if you enjoyed Aiden's dream, tweet, and then we can try and convince him to have more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll schedule them in. Uh, but don't start creating them yourself because that's not creative at all. Your brain has sure. to. No. <laughs> Your brain has to do this subconsciously. I was going to say that's true creativity, true artistry, but you don't even know you're doing it. Don't start creating them yourself because that's not creative. Makes no sense. That's a sentence, but I get what you mean. I can't believe you're saying this. There's so many other words <laughs> that don't make any sense. There's so many. I'm other, not going to name any of them. There's so many other people you could have killed in your dream. Yeah. I'm not going to name any of them. Yeah, it'd be a waste of time. Exactly. Your question about who should kill is irrelevant. Well, the answer is irrelevant. You chose the wrong member of the, of the elite to tell you that information. Yeah. Whatever. We're not going to let this go, are we? No. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us on the People's Wrestling Podcast. Hope you've had a lovely week. Hope you have another lovely week next week. Um, next week is when we shall see you. Next week, we will be 
reviewing the first NXT on the USA Network. We will. Forgot to mention that NXT on the USA Network tonight, right? Tonight, couple of hours. Let's see what they got. Can't wait. Cool. Right. We'll see you next week.